Hello everyone and welcome to Gathering of Gachas, the show that outlived the game it's talking about. The show that outlived the game that we started talking about, that flagship game, is what we called it, right? That's a bit of a mouthful. That is, <laughs> and then also, like, we didn't outlive FFPE, it's still going. For now. True. But For- we also <laughs> still going. <laughs> I guess we all outlived our time playing the games. Um, and speaking of us, who the heck are we? I'm Rybred. Here again, Ryan, the Rybred. It's been a while. It has. I'm Ronico, and I miss you. I'm oh, Galen, the sound thanks. guy Firestone, and right when I thought I was out, you pulled me back in. I know. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I feel like for like weeks, months even, we were like, we'll record this week. Oh, we'll record this week. And then uh, I'm finally here. Um, finally. Welcome a- back. Yeah. I you, tried. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure since since my last episode, I've gotten married. I've moved. I've <laughs> gotten a lot's happened. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, cool. I've quit FFPE, basically. I mean, I still kind of play. If you look at my login dates, I logged in today. But did I play it? No. Not really, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty common refrain. Mm Yeah. Logging in a game and playing it are two kind of different things. Yeah. 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 I I did a little bit of playing during that Christmas event, and I pulled that NeoVision dude um, with with the cool dog. Oh, yeah. I have uh, no idea who that is. I, I saw it going through. I saw uh, the Lotus-themed caster for the Lunar New Year. And yeah. the meta change with self-chaining dual units. Yuck. Self-chaining dual units. Wow. Wow. That is, That's something, isn't that it? That is yucky yeah. is what that is. Just hearing that makes me just like, yeah. what the heck yeah, is the point? Yeah, but at least we also have the New Vision Awakened version of the Esper unit that look like how they should have since the start. Yes, I noticed that. I was like, why did it just not look like that before? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, because it's FFBE. That's why. Exactly. They can't. So, so that was our episode of look at what goes through the Twitter feed and uh, spout it back. Yes. Much. <laughs> no. Uh, let's move back to games we actually play, starting with FFBE War Divisions. Ryan, War Divisions. Ah, thank you. Yes, uh, still I do play one iteration of uh, the War of Divisions game. Uh, probably the best um, spin-off of a spin-off. And I'm only saying that because I don't know many other spin-offs of spin-offs, but... <laughs> I digress. Um, and now spe- I'm going to obsess thinking about spin-offs as of spin-offs <laughs> while you're talking. Yes. Instead of paying attention. And what's going on now is more things that don't necessarily make a lot of sense. Uh, we have a Christmas unit going on this week, despite it being... <laughs> Merry, uh, Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, everybody! Christmas, deep, Christmas in deep February! Deep into February. Man, yes, COVID just into put everything back, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Was that may have been a bad joke, but I'm still I'm sticking with it. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it was a, in in the Japanese version. It was a two part event um, where they had you know uh, Christmas Mashiri and and Christmas uh, Ramada. If I said that right, Ramada. I don't know. I like to say it. Yeah, I um, think that was like the first uh, seasonal mm-hmm. event they had, 
and we didn't have it because the game released like three weeks before that mm-hmm. in global. Yeah, and we did we did get Christmas Mushery and and Ramada, which was oh, did you know? Yeah, we did get them uh, on time as well um, before mm. Christmas, well before. And uh, I think everyone just thought, okay, we're just gonna skip the other two units, and and that's okay. Um, but I think yeah, a lot of people like, like them better. They, they can <laughs> mm-hmm. at least afford that because the power creep is pretty slow in this game. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, most of us just thought they'd never come. And uh, But, you know, uh, War of the Visions is the gift that keeps on giving, even well after Christmas. And uh, they decided to give them to us anyway. So we got... Look, okay. You know, go ahead. No, yeah, we got uh, winter versions of Victoria and winter version of Venera. Which means that for those similarly inclined, it also counts as a Valentine's event, so it's okay. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, in fact, um, one might interpret Venera's red Santa gown as uh, perhaps a Valentine's red riding gown or something of the sort. Yeah, exactly, which is very nice until you remember what happens to her beloved. I assume there's miserable death and betrayal somewhere in there? Yes. Yes, to both. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) That sounds about right. You couldn't be more spot on. Yes. It's called War of the X. It takes a lot of Matsudo influence. uh, And Mm -hmm. yeah, you're talking about it as though bad things happen. And I'm like, I have a feeling I know what. Oh, yeah. She betrays her own uh, home uh, to uh, save a guy who dies from a sickness like five minutes later. Yeah. Nice. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> she's like, we only did this to kill you. And then she's like, but Nick, wait, I love you, actually. I'll save you. He's like, <laughs> but I'm dying anyway. I'm sick. <laughs> Let me use the final part of my MR level spellblade powers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's. I was finally building my regular Venera, and... Um, then yeah. I decided, okay, well, I'm not going to. So um, what? something I think is interesting about these units is they always make their new versions completely different jobs, right? So yeah. we had... Um, and elements. Vi- and elements, yes. Victora um, was a ice elemental um, dragoon or lancer. Not I forget which one exactly. Uh, they're basically the same. The one with um, the pokey bits. <laughs> yeah, they just, she's got a little pokey thing, and she jumps on people. Um, and yeah, so her no, winter she was version, the Valkyrie, and it was uh, uh, the uh, of Glashella who was the Valkyrie. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, water is uh, for her. So yes. anyway, now now she is a, a sniper, um, which basically in this case she uses a bow and arrow, and she's water element. I do have to ask myself: Do they just roll a dice or a die um, to determine what <laughs> like what weapon and element the unit's going to be on their change because there's really Absolutely. nothing to it. Yeah. yeah. They sure do. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, but uh, so she's she's pretty cool. I mean, and, and with with that, the, the week one event is very much geared towards uh, Victoria uh, as the event is Platinum Bow, which of course she uses a bow, so... 
you have that. And then you have Winter Venera. She is a pugilist, uh, which is uh, another version of the monk subjob. Pugilist. Monk job, sorry. What? The G is soft. Pugilist. Pugilist. Ah, see, my pronunciation gets me into trouble. It's not a gathering of gotchas episodes if I don't horribly mispronounce at least something, right? She's a punchy person. Yes, she's a punchy person. We will call her that. Uh, And in fact, uh, the event came right after um, a very good (laughs) fist weapon ends. So that's cool. And I had no plans on using fist unit. (laughs) As someone who tried to give a Shiza for the longest time, Mm -hmm. the existing fist weapons in the game at the time all were terrible. Yeah. They were all bad. So glad they added a good one. Uh, but you said before the show, I believe, that you got a Christmas Venera on accident. Yes, I did. So, um... How did that happen? <sighs> yes, yes. So, I you mean, know, they I'm have... not blaming you. I also got units on accident. I remember yeah. the Fravia story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good time. So, I decided, you know, no, I had, I, I've been saving a good amount of, of Vizior for the Final Fantasy X event, and then, you know, okay. I saw that they did have the um, 6,000 uh, Vizior paid banner for um, guaranteed of the of the unit, guaranteed. They have uh, separate banners for each one, right? So, say, you know, mm. I've got a decent amount saved here. I'm like, 6,000? Yeah. Uh, they were given a ton of free shards, just a ton. Honestly, as far mm. as whale bait go, if you can guarantee a thing... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. and... And then if you spend another dollar a day, you would total another 60 shards. So I spent, spent a dollar a day. That's not much. Then they had the mm-hmm. bingo board. So, I mean, we're talking about a good couple hundred. I mean, I, th- I think more than that. I think just... And then the free logins give you 120. I'm sorry. So I'm glad they're up in the guaranteed charts so yeah. for the time-limited units. So basically, with very minimal Vizior, you can max out one of the units. So I said, okay, I'm going to go with... a. Um, I want more ranged units. Uh, the bow events here. Let's get uh, Victoria. So I pull on uh, the first step and and the second step, and uh, of course you know not, nothing good. But I'm waiting till the end. I don't care. So then, right as I'm about to hit that pull on that third one to get my guaranteed Victoria, I see something terribly wrong. Venera is staring at me. So <laughs> I. Did the whole step up and pulled on the wrong one, oh, so I no. got a guaranteed in four Venera. penny, four pound. Yeah. So of course, what do you think I have to do after that, right? Well, I, mean, I don't have any more paid Vizior after right. that. So I just have to then. I mean, I have to get Victoria now, right? I mean, that's who I wanted in the first place. Um, so I, <laughs> I pulled on just a regular banner. Um, and interestingly, uh, it took uh, I I got her after about twenty thousand Vizior, without ever maxing the pity gauge. I'm still at eighty percent because I kept pulling UR units and and vision <laughs> cards, including yeah. two more Veneras. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so so now I'm like at this point where I'm like, okay, uh, I got so many free shards of Venera. I pulled her. I guess I have to max her too. <laughs> right as well. Uh, that is. Yeah. So I'm. St- I've still got about twelve thousand of my forty thousand total Vizior. So not not terrible. And I have 
enough to they're not maxed yet but when i get all of their free shards they will all be maxed <laughs> both of them and then you look at the ff10 banner and you'll hear uh, in the distance as you never pull for the units uh, you want. i know and i know you're an ff10 fan we've we've talked about our difference of opinion on this one yes i really want orin i i the only yeah. reason i'm gonna i want to pull for yuna is just because she's like the best unit in the game okay um is it and of, and but of course yeah garretidus is free yeah well good then he's trash he'll give away free that's yuna. fine what was that galen Titus is trash. Give him away for free. That's fine. Ah, yeah. I'm not a big Titus fan, but I'm a I'm a fan of um just most of the game in general. A very big Oren fan. He's oh yeah, Oren's um, awesome. He's too yeah, good for top that game. Three. Yeah, he he makes that. If if Oren wasn't in ten, it would probably be garbage. I'll just say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he be he, bottom tier. He FF2 goes a long tier. way to making that game at least playable for me. Uh, unlike fifteen, which never met that threshold. Yeah. I mean, a pretty current sentiment is that the better game would have been following the journey of Owen and Bretka. I always say I don't understand I why they that. haven't made a prequel yet. Yeah, that would be such a I've good game. I've heard rumblings them talking about going back to FF10 a few times now. I oh, nothing concrete, but I've heard it come so up. So much they should have done that instead of 10-2. Don't add. I me. disagree. I I actually like 10-2. I think there's a good place for it. It was good, but if I had, I, I think we could have gotten a lot more from a prequel, but, you know. That's I mean, speed. nothing says we can't do that, too. It's not like they stopped mm -hmm. making FF10 games or something, or FF7 games. Excuse me, why did I say FF10? Yeah. That's the whole thing we're talking about. Yeah, well, um, it could happen. Yeah, I remember there was some, like, really bad sequel novel that came out. Really? Yes. Yeah, um, and I heard it was, like, basically bad fan fiction. assume it doesn't exist. And uh, yeah. And life. Yeah, I'm going to assume that because sounds weird. It's not. It involves an exploding blitzball. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. That actually sounds like that could be entertaining. In all the wrong ways, admittedly, yeah. entertaining at least. Yes. So, Getchas, uh, am I right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you didn't answer my question before. Is it Boring Summoner Yuna or Cool Gunner Yuna? Ah, Boring Summoner Yuna, of course. Uh, but she's a top-tier white mage um, and I mean, we're still a year into the game, and basically yeah. the best pure white mage is still Ayaka. Um, many people use the Hollow Leela and Eldira, which are um, calculators, if I'm remembering their yeah. job correctly, um, as mages, but they don't have rays. Arithmetician, uh, so. I believe. Yeah, I believe Yuna even gets re-raised, right, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, which is, yeah, that's big. Also, man. I like to think that uh, there is a chance for future reruns of FF10 event that will eventually get Gunner Yuna because Double Gunner is literally a job in the game. Yeah, that's why I was one thinking. of the best jobs either. Is it one it of Yuna's? Ah, oh, that'd be good if it was. I'm going to check in silence while you continue covering the game. Nice. Yeah. Well, one. Uh, so that was one. I, I'll call it a good thing. I mean, I think the event. I mean, the event was good enough to break my not pulling for a long time. Uh, the units aren't top tier, but anyway. Uh, so that I'll call good. One bad that I'm experiencing is uh, there is a bug right now where the game uh, crashes like all the time uh, for oh. Samsung users. Uh, I think That's there might be more, but from what I'm seeing, it mostly affects Samsung users, which are me now. Um, 
I went from LG to Samsung because I was too impatient uh, when I upgraded my phone to wait for a new one. So, yeah, sometimes it'll just crash on me, uh, you know, 10 times in a row when I try to do a hard quest. Nice. <laughs> or oh, yeah, as that's soon as I hit the main menu, crash. Um, so it's very annoying. Uh, I wish that they would find a way to fix that, like, now. Um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so that's one annoying thing. Um, since uh, we so ha- I've yeah. checked. Uh, so first off, Yuna unfortunately doesn't have Double Gunner as a sub-job, which is an objective mistake. I agree mm. completely. And second, I'm enormously amused by uh, how uh, the tier list has, as they were before, D, C, B, A, and S tier. And mm-hmm. then there's SS tier, SSS tier, and <laughs> SSSS tier, which only has <laughs> one unit in it, which is Yuna. <laughs> I have oh, man. many problems with everything you just said. Yes. Uh, Oron and Tidus are both in SS tier. They definitely need to uh, fix that tier. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! They sh- they could at least like do it like exponent, like S quad, S S cubed. No, they well, really technically. They, they, if you're up to that many S's, S. you're defeating the purpose of the whole like class system right? at the at the yeah. first place. Now you're just yeah. creating a bunch of extra levels instead of going like, all right, here's the new S tier, and everyone else moves down one. S's yeah. should cap at three, and that's only if the S's mean smoking stick style. <laughs> Oh, bad. That's good. It's one for the DMC fans. Yeah. I, I appreciate. I do. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I still have yet to play the Nero DLC of, of 5. I need Not Nero, sorry. Uh, uh, Virgil. Virgil. Nice. Yeah, same. Nero was in 5. He was really good in 5. Yeah. 5 nice. was a really good game. I gotta play it. <sighs> yes, you do. Yeah. Anyway, back to uh, talking about um, tiers and metas. So, uh, man, I almost wonder if it was my last episode where we talked about Frivia. I feel like it may have even been that long since uh, I've recorded with y'all. That could be, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, uh, speaking of global exclusives, we have um, everybody's favorite um, three-star Dark Knight from FFBE, Dwayne, not (laughs) The Rock, just Dwayne. Who yes. um, continues the dark meta in um, War of the Visions right now? Unlike the work meta, which is purely work elemental. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, we've already had the dark meta, um, especially Dwayne came immediately after Kane. So now we just get all these funny jokes of the Dwayne and Kane bros. Um, but he basically kind of, kind of gave it even more strength to compete with Yuna, who's coming soon as a light unit, and Sakura, who also just got here, everybody's favorite um, eternal child from uh, FFBE's original. And late elemental instead of lightning elemental. Yes. Which yeah, makes light absolutely elemental, no sense. Which is weird, although she does have the thunder spell. Uh, so, yeah. cool, I guess. Oh, well, everything is pardoned then. Yeah, sh- yeah Veritas of the Bolt... Light is the other sister. They got that one wrong. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And I would have appreciated Citra in the game. Same. Except when she murders people. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, which happens, but I mean, yeah. tragic. I mean, who hasn't murdered anyone, really? In yeah. a video game? Like, basically no one alive. She yes. does uh, yes. make an appearance. In a, a video game. I'm sure she does, and I'm sure that appearance is completely useless. <laughs> kind of. Yep, <laughs> called <funny>. it. <laughs> I know how these uh, writers are. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I won't spoil it on that. So, Dwayne, uh, so Frivia, you know, she kind of, you know, she has utility, um, but she's nowhere near a top tier unit. You know, she's she's really good. I think people find her use later, but Dwayne is very, very good. Um, as, as a Dark Knight, he can actually be used uh, somewhat as a tank. He doesn't have any active um, hate-gathering skill to tank, but he actually has a passive that makes him start the battle off with hate so it's kind of cool um he can he can get hate he can take some hits yeah, he's got the, decent defense i mean not as much as probably like a warrior of light and, and engelbert but he can take I a guess, decent amount of hits i assume he has a life draining skill the only life draining skill he has though is his limit burst oh. um yeah which is a little surprising to me um mm. But he actually acts as a pretty decent breaker. So he breaks dark resistance. He breaks attack and magic. And but his, probably his best move you can use is his darkness move, which luckily doesn't drain his HP either. Um, but what it does, it's uh, one of those little uh, AOE moves that has the little you know you have the center and then I don't know how the heck to explain. You know, like a little plus sign uh, style. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> it goes in the cardinal directions. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, it ca has a chance of disabling. So, uh, again, for mm. guild battles, he is just top tier. Uh, you know, he's got that disable yeah. move you throw on Aziza's um, TMR. He could take a few hits, get some hate over to him. Oh, man. He's, and I mean, he's like super strong. I mean, his attack is top of the game, better than um, Orlando uh, can reach about Kane's. Uh, so he can deal out some major damage, take a few hits, disable. Just a really good unit overall. Big and, old numbers in your face. Oh yeah, big old numbers. Forward, but that works. Yes, and then being dark, he you know can take. He can even take down Engelbert's and Warrior of Lights decently oh, yeah. easy compared to others so yeah real good guy so he's in my guild team i also um had had a decent amount of resources i just started saving for 10 and i was like well guess i gotta get Dwayne because he's really good <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first time remember how much i complained about how unlucky i get uh, it only took me like two pulls to get him that was my first Ooh, time nice. i finally got lucky on it so yeah good time congrats yeah, yeah, good times on that. I guess let's my uh, hope before mm -hmm. FF10 comes, there's not another banner that's full of super shiny stuff. Oh, I know. Well, I'm tapped out. I can't do anything until then. We'll even see how how it goes with 10. I'm gonna really yeah. have to consider uh, not getting Orin because I kind of have to get Yuna, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. We will see. Yes. Uh, we could talk about the March tokens, or we could just end this segment. <laughs> I'm interested about the token system. Yes. Ah, so there is this token system now, right? And All right. Yes. So we've had the monthly missions that are things like clear, dismenia, story events, 
um, clear this many hard quests. With fucking boring rewards. Yeah, but very boring rewards. So they basically have a duplicated system of this, but you get tokens um, with these uh, rewards. And those tokens can be used to do things like enhance the amount of experience your espers get when you're enhancing them, or uh, vision cards, or give you yeah, a better chance for higher success. Yeah, the chance of uh, critical success with those. Right, yeah. So you have that. Uh, so apparently they gave us some for free for February, and then all of the ones that we're getting now are March tokens, so... Not sure we're recording on the 23rd of February, by the way. Yes, they're well, March. Well, 22nd so for some of us. I almost put in a ticket yes. because, of course, I didn't look at... They're actually called March tokens anyway, and I didn't notice. But it's kind of weird. Like, So I'm going to start March off with all of these tokens to already use? Um, cool. I mean, I'll yeah, take it, yes. but... Yeah. I wouldn't be arguing if it were me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I overall like uh, the passive effects for things like EXP boosts or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds it's... me a bit of the Kodama system in Neo 2, actually. Where, mm. essentially, you have these uh, little green spirits you can guide back to the altar, and then you can choose one of five blessings, uh, which gives you things like increased chance to drop hidden items, increased chance to drop equipment, etc. And uh, for everyone of a certain type that you get, you get 5% more chance to have uh, a boost to these drops. Hmm. So that's a nice way to kind of focus and reward you for exploring already explored areas. Yeah. Right. It's a loose parallel, but uh, point it being, works. I like the idea of uh, getting yeah. uh, some passive improvements to certain areas of the game. Yeah, Let's you know. customize and focus this month I'm going to uh, go ham on espers and this one I'm going to go ham on characters. Yeah, it is. It's great. Um, I mean, overall, it was, we're coming into that year anniversary of War of the Visions. I do really like the game. Um, uh, it's it, the story's good. I mean, overall, there you know, the there's, there's always good and good. bad. <laughs> yeah, the I story. This, as long as you like betrayals, every chapter the story's good. Betrayals and betrayals of betrayals. It's like yeah. betrayalception, man. It's crazy. Exactly. Oh uh, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I like. I mean, the good part. It's very grindy, but the good thing for me about it is, I mean, you can auto most of it, so I've just got it going all day while I'm working. And uh, just minimal looking at my phone occasionally and make sure everything yeah. is still functioning. And uh, I'm good. Oh, except yep. now it looks like it just crashed on me. Uh, speaking of which. <laughs> well then, while you recover from that, uh, shall we move on to our next uh, game? Let's do Arknight. it. Arknights. Okay, so a couple of interesting things happened. Uh, one, we just completed uh, our newest contingency contract, Operation Blade. Uh, this put nah, us up against... I see like Xenoblade fans too. Mm. Uh, this put ah. up against uh, recurring boss uh, Faust. And Faust uh, is definitely a different animal than Crown Slayer was back in Operation Pyrite. Basically, Faust... Uh, is a constant source of AoE damage to your ranged. Uh, he's a sniper. 
who remains hidden with an impenetrable uh an impenetrable stealth for X amount of time. Uh, where he just stands in the back and shoots the last person you deployed, which is the standard turn order mechanic. He will also, in many cases, deploy extra turrets along the uh, along the stage to add to you know the amount of damage you you know amount of damage your units take. There are certain vented uh, vented levels that or vented tiles that for some reason you deploy a unit on there they're invisible they can't get hit by ranged attacks. But then there's also these radar guys who can show up and nullify that effect. So it becomes this race to take down the uh, the guys or just build a defensive line so that your ranged guys aren't getting hit that hard. Um, so basically, this bus is the one saying, screw you in particular. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. Like, the thing is, that sounds awfully complicated, but he wasn't nearly as much of a problem as Crown Slayer was. Crown Slayer is rush to the exit, uh, break through all your guys, and without even damaging them, just teleport through them, and then not even, um, and then just go to the exit and instantly fail the stage. Like, so you had to take her down with, like, stuns, slows, all sorts of debuff nonsense. Faust is just a survival game, so if you have decent tanks or people with decent hit points, you're probably not going to be in that much trouble unless you take the contracts that ramp up his attack to incredible degrees. Um, I, I generally found the Risk 18 on this one much easier than Risk 18 on Pyrite as a result of that. Um, good, good. He was a constant source of damage, but that could be dealt with a lot easier than someone just rushing to the exit and ending the stage prematurely by doing that. Yeah, because I remember Pyrite sounded pretty hard, right? Pyrite was the hardest one yet, I think. I, I think Pyrite was the hardest one. Um, this one was okay. Uh, the primary reward for it was a new character named Scene, who is a summon supporter. Uh, like all cases with contingency contract shops, she remains in the contingency contract shop even after the end of the contingency contract. So if you want to buy her with next contingency contracts tokens, you absolutely can. Good. Um, this is the same as the prior contingency contract welfare unit, Bibik. Um... Scene is a summon supporter whose summons can actually block, and as it turns out, she's actually really good for what's coming up later uh, this week, which is Integrated Strategy. She's one of the two units that I've been building up. Um, and I'll talk about Integrated Strategies in a bit. Uh, scene is actually fairly important to build up, if you, especially if you're new to summon supporters. She's a lot less complicated than some of the longer-term stalwarts like Magellan or Mayor. Uh, she just is a much smoother ride in that regard. Um, so she's good to train you in how to use them. Nice. Uh, other than that, yeah, the contract came and went. It was fun. The music wasn't as good. The boss wasn't as good. The best thing about it is the welfare unit. Yay, it's over. Um, woo woo. Contingency contracts are stressful. Uh... As a personal note, some crazy person used one of my units on a Risk 29 for some inexplicable reason. <laughs> I assume this was Siobi, because Siobi was apparently one of these like high-risk strat people, and I had her up just borderline arbitrarily. But, uh, hey, it worked out. Remind me, uh, after a certain point, you don't get much benefit from higher risk, right? After 19, you don't get any. Yeah, 19 is yeah, the highest but, you get mm -hmm. any benefit from. Uh, anything so yeah, after that, that is was just a pure flex, then. We are having some interesting things coming up this week. 
starting on the 25th, we have two new events at the same time. And this was the same as it was in Hong Kong. We have the newest summer event, summer in February. Uh, Great Chief Gavin, which, which is even your... is a date anymore. I know, right? Um... You know what? No, that one's a Valentine's event too. Yeah. I declared it. Boom. Fair Everything enough. Everything is Valentine's until proven otherwise. Everything <laughs> is Valentine's until proven otherwise. I agree. You heard it here first, folks. Um, yes, we have our episode title. There we are. Uh, so, uh, this one has the welfare operator Tomimi, who is a single target caster on paper, but her skill has her drop her staff and just start smacking things in the face. So, take that with a grain of salt. I'm a caster, but... Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so she's quite good at punching things. From what I heard, she doesn't get a whole lot of use in the meta, but metas for wimps in this game. Just have fun if metas you think that a caster who no longer wishes to be a caster is fun. Go ahead and, go yeah. ahead and check her out. Um... The banner attached to this, however, is very interesting. Uh, this gives us Eunectes, who is our first duelist defender. Now, we've talked about duelist guards before. Scotty's a big example of that. Um, and the duelist defender kind of works ostensibly the same way. Uh, she has a block of one, which is weird for a defender. Usually they have a block of three or above. Um... But she's actually, like, super well itemized. If she's over 50, or itemized, like, she has items. Uh, mm -hmm. If she's over 50% hit points, her attack is increased by a whopping 50%. If she's under 50% hit points, it's her defense that gets increased instead. Her skills kind of play around with that. Um, I believe she has an SP battery attached, but don't quote me on that. Um, but the real thing about her is her S3, the first example of summon mecha. And basically, that turns her f temporarily from a defender into a guard a la, um, a la, uh, what's her name? Blaze. Just here. Now I have extended range and a bunch of attack and can hit multiple enemies at once. In that regard, it's also actually very similar to Hoshiguma. Um, the thing is, with Unekti's stats being what they are, Hoshiguma can't take, can't really tank huge bosses like Patriot. Unectes can solo Patriot under the right circumstances. So hey. it makes her essentially specifically set for anti-boss maneuvers. She's not anti-swarm like a lot of defenders are. Um, and obviously this cool makes her a, a, uh, a potentially different choice to someone like Scotty or to someone like Helliger who's a block one um, in that she is a defender so any stage that restricts Defend, uh, restricts guards, can bring a defender, she uses different chips, she uh, she is affected by different buffs like um, like uh, Neons or Hoshigumas, passive buffs to defenders, so on and so forth. It's a, it's a mechanical difference, but it's one that I think will bear out, especially, again, if guards are restricted or otherwise impractical and you really need to block one anti-boss guard, Unectes is a great option for that, just because she essentially does the same job as a different... Uh, as a different class. Yeah, Unectes also apparently forms a real power team with uh, Mudrock and Blemishine, the other two new uh, six-star defenders who are coming up. So, 
yeah, all told, she's a very niche pull. Um, she isn't really meta, again, putting that in deep quotes, but, like, seriously, she's exactly the sort of weird, quirky unit that I'm absolutely in love with in this game, so I'm, I'm yeah. gonna be pulling for her. I, I, I love units who do weird things like this. And I'm happy they keep making those. Me too. <laughs> I, I, I'm... I'm very much not on a meta train anymore, especially in Arknights where the yes. meta's a joke, but, um... And that actually brings me to Integrated Strategies, which is a roguelike uh, event Ooh. where you, it actually runs on a semi-draft system, so you can feasibly get characters for Integrated Strategies that you cannot get normally, or you don't, have, you don't actually have in your inventory. Um, they'll have fixed stats, and you won't be able to use them at whatever power level you have your actual units at, but you can still try them out. Okay. Um, when you say characters that aren't uh, in your selection, they're still characters that are recruitable in uh, normal situations. In four cases, even if we no. different stats, right? There are four units in integrated strategies who are unique only to integrated strategies that are not recruitable in any shape, form, or fashion for your regular team. Is one of them Big Bob? Sadly, no. Uh, they're all actual operators. Moving on to Genshin Impact. Ah, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> oh, that's good. God, even Ran is on the Big Bob train. I appreciate the love for yes! Big Bob, I do. Big Bob. Oh, we love Big Bob around here. He's the man. Yeah. Big Bob's the best. I want him as a unit so bad. <sighs> I don't know, but he but sounds... Yes, I've never seen him, but he sounds real cool. real four units uh, are... Yeah, um, the units are generic units, honestly, and I think they're mostly meant for new players. They're not particularly good, but they do exist. They are new, they have unique art, unique sprites. Uh, no, uh, Big Bob, sadly, is not, uh, one of the characters you can get. If they teased us with, like, Big Bob or Frost Nova or one of these, like, boss units that th we should theoretically be able to have on our team, but they refuse to let us have, I would have been... I, I think the fans would have absolutely rioted at that point. Yeah. Positively, for once. Yes! Um, although, to be perfectly honest, uh, the Arknights fans tend to be fairly chill, mostly because the game tends to treat us with respect. The one thing... You know, I, I may as well know. talk about this now. There was one thing that we thought might lead to a riot. And that was the fallout, quote-unquote, from the, uh, quote-unquote, Thorns mistake. So as I explained last time I was on the show, Thorns uh, was added to the banner during a rerun event. Um, where there was no real way to earn new currency if you were a, uh, a uh, veteran player to try to pull for him. Um, now in Hong Kong, they solved this by extending the length of time of the banner, repeating the banner later, and then giving us a free 10 pull. Now, in, in the global version, um, the events got rearranged, but Thorn still appeared first in, at the banner at the same time during the uh, Heart of Surging Flame uh, slash Obsidian Festival, whatever you want to call it, event. Um, cre technically creating the same problem, but we also had the extended banners already and all the other stuff they gave us anyway. Hmm. We were a little concerned they wouldn't give us the free 10 pull, but hey, guess what? Last week they announced the free 10 pull. No riot. Riot averted. They're, they framed it, instead of as an apology for Thorns, they framed it as a 10 million download celebration, but yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> they could put away... What, what, what's a the equivalent pool is of... A ten pool is a ten. What, what's the equivalent of a, a Gugnir in this game? 
Arknights. <laughs> there really isn't one. As I said, we don't riot very much. The Arknights fans are very chill because, again, the, the, the developers have made a habit of treating us with respect. Yeah, that's like, good. Thorns was the one time there was maybe a problem, and even that was kind of down to bad foresight on their part, and they apologized for it. They gave us the banner rerun plus, um, plus the free 10, plus they said they'd never do it again, and they haven't. Good. So they've kept that promise. Like, nice. All I'm saying is that you showed Riot for Big Bob. We probably showed Maybe Riot for Big Bob, did, and if if they made Big Bob a playable it. unit in in integrated strategies and not in the real game, yeah, that probably would have been cause for a riot. Because damn it, I want Big yes. Bob. Um, and he's always been this just like positive presence throughout the game. Every time he shows up, even if he is technically an antagonist, there's a hard asterisk after that one. Yeah. He's always um. He's always, like, he lights up the screen whenever he shows up. Because he's always um, jovial, always friendly, always reasonable, and yeah, even if he does have to apply a chainsaw to you, generally speaking, there isn't that much malice there. Um, like, it's a period where other games have shown how much people can get behind the Dark Horse fan favorite. Yeah. That's how the gatekeeper from Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is nameless, has been voted number two in uh, oh oh no number one in the most wanted characters at a poll in Fireman Heroes. Yeah, which is actually kind of funny because according to Josie Asia, that guy is terrible at his job. <laughs> oh yeah, um, like he doesn't keep much, but he does it with a nice cheerful tone. Yeah. And I love him personally as well. Um, but sorry for this little dis- digression for no problem. Fire Emblem hey, Heroes. we got a little Fire Emblem Heroes talking here too. Yay! <laughs> Looking forward to talking more about it. Uh, hopefully when uh, Kate uh, is able to at some point. That'd be great. We'll keep you up to date on that. Um, anyway, where was I with integrated strategies? We got so sidetracked. Anyway, uh... Yes. So there's a couple of very interesting units who actually make a very big impact. But the point of integrated strategies is because things are random, um, it kind of promotes what I honestly consider to be the driving force behind Arknights, which is you kind of want to develop everybody and see how they play. And especially in integrated strategies, because it is such a wacky event by comparison to everything else we've had so far, even contingency contract, that's a case where characters you normally wouldn't give much of a look to, like Scene, like another character I'm developing right now. I'm kind of holding back for my own stream because it's kind of a secret. Nice. Um, nice. Who, like, this is not a character I would have ever thought of. Uh, this character was at E1-1, at skill level 1, basically, essentially undeveloped outside of the initial get this person to E1 promotion. Um... Now I'm already getting ready to put her at Elite 2, and I got her to skill level 7. I'm starting to trust farm with her and be, like, ready to bring the hurt, because apparently she is incredible for this particular event, just because of how this event is designed. Um, so, you know, you, you bring up Unectes being these weird, these weird quirky units that Arknights is so good at bringing into play where it's not just, hey, look, another heavy defender who plays exactly the same way as our last heavy defender but has higher stats, which is a plague amongst gotchas. 
Everyone kind of has yeah. their own little use and own little niche, which is, again, a design philosophy I yes. absolutely adore. There's so few, like, genuinely bad characters I in like this that. game. I like that. Yeah, I can think of yeah. three. Three actually, like, not good characters. Like, uh, Eileen and War of Divisions. But that's rare. <laughs> that makes I me know. sad. I like her so much as a character. Yeah. Yes. Maybe we'll get a cooler one later. I hope. I hope. You want to talk about lighting up the screen every time she shows up. Every time she showed up in, in FFBE story, it made me happy. She was just always so cool. Oh, yeah. Anyway, now that I'm done reminiscing about FFBE, back ah, to yes. the... Uh, <laughs> back to the main point. So, yeah, integrated back strategies to is going to be very interesting. Now, another thing with integrated strategies is... Any player can absolutely, if they're willing to just fail over and over again, end up eventually with every reward. The thing you're actually playing for is story. Um, and in order to get the final story scene, you have to beat normal or hard twice. Hmm. So, uh, if you want just the shop rewards, which are fairly significant, you can literally just go in with a bunch of nothing, lose over and over again, and just squirrel your way up in the points until you get there. Accessible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even a new player can absolutely get all the shop rewards. You're just not going to get all the like lore stuff. You do have to spend sanity, though, I suppose. No, zero sanity. Oh, Gaviel the Ooh. Great Chief. Uh, that one does uh, have sanity, but that's a standard story event. There's nothing really new there. Okay. Uh, integrated strategies, much like contingency contract, only costs time and willingness to look at your phone. Good. Good. I'm liking what I'm hearing. Yeah. No, it's a very cool event. Uh, so far, there hasn't been a second integrated strategies yet in Hong Kong, but the running line on that one is because there's like 30 new maps on this thing, and they're really hard to do. If you did it over and over again, it would start feeling very samey. That's kind of a problem that Contingency Contract actually has, because it really only adds one or two new maps per thing, and they just add different challenges. Um... So they're kind of holding it back. I'm, I'm. I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Hong Kong gets a second integrated strategies pretty soon. This is our first. I'm looking forward to it. We will see what happens. Yeah, sounds like a good uh, kind of event to run every night. Yeah, yeah. Um. Speaking of, I even heard the bus rush was back finally. Ah, bus rush. Yes, I haven't done it, but. I've seen yes. people post that it's like hard for once though, because I mean, when I'd been doing them, it was just Good. like, oh, go one shot this guy and <laughs> get your rewards, you know. Um, but I'm seeing just because I'm I'm still <laughs> in the uh, a lot of the groups, I just don't really participate, so I'll see it in my feed come up sometimes, you know. Yeah. 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 Um. And yeah, that's just about all I can really say about Arknights. I'm looking forward to the new banner. Oh, I sorry, I didn't talk about the uh, lower rarity units. No. Uh, Acid Drop, I don't know anything about, but the five star is Flint, a new brawler, um, a new brawler guard. Brawler guards uh, tend to have lower attack, but absurd attack speed. Oh. Um... They are block one guards who, they're hard to use, I gotta be honest. The only one I've had any success really so. using is Indra, and that's because she's even quirkier than usual, because she has a self-heal and arts damage attached, because why not? 
um, as well. In acid so drops case, the people that filter through uh, a lot of unique and then go punch, punch, punch next, punch, 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 mm-hmm. punch next. Yeah, basically that's the plan. Um, in Flint's case, uh, Flint has a talent which actually grants her attack uh, bonus damage to enemies she is not blocking. And then her huh. skill two ter- makes her block zero, so she can't block anymore. Okay. Ramps up her attack speed even further, and then adds a slow effect to all of her attacks. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, it it's it basically means she beats the snot out of a single unit, slows them down, and keeps her keeps them in her attack range. I'm not necessarily sure how useful this is going to be, especially compared to Indra, who obviously those two are the comparison, and I kind of feel like Indra's probably going to do better against the sort of things you deploy a right. block one guard against. But, um, oh, and I would argue more versatile, because Indra can do arts damage and, and Flint cannot. But, Flint does appear really cool. Um, I'm sure yeah, people are going to come up with weird strategies about her. Is fun. <laughs> And yeah, that about covers it. That's about all I got for Arknights. Arknights, boop, 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 Oh, thanks. I missed that. I, I got, I got the real really button right here. Did you know? Um, I got the real one don't, right don't, here. But, don't make uh, me edit that. I'm holding back. Don't holding make me back, do it. Okay, thank you. Push thank it. you. Thank you. Later. you have to, I have to do it when no one's expecting it. Just playing. I'll give it. I'll give you fair okay. warning, but like I'll also do it when you're not expecting. You know, because I don't want to like you know make somebody poop themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so what you mean by warning yes. is a threat, right? You won't know when it's coming, right. but it's coming. Uh, Genshin Impact. Genshin Way. Impact. Genshin Impact. So a game I've heard a lot of good stuff about, but never played. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, back in the old days, millennia ago, mm-hmm. there was a bit of an angry demon monster problem in okay. the U.S. That's when Rex Lapis decided to create a set of five special murder people that oh. would go around and murder a lot. Demons, but uh, murder still. They were called the Yakshad. The, the problem is that when you murder that much, you get some karmic backlash. Which is how one of them just died on the spot. <laughs> one of them was driven mad and uh, turned uh, evil. And two of mm. them murder each other. The okay. rest one is... Our newest banner unit, Shao! Shao, alright. Yeah. So, Shao is an understandably edgy character. Okay. Uh, that is an animal spear user. Okay. Say animal spear? Animal. Animal. That's wind. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wind elemental. Right, okay, got it. They use weird yes. names for things sometimes. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. They use grapefruit mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, unlike the other spear users we are having right now, uh, his uh, basic attack chain is uh, these bri- broad strokes and white arcs, which, ma- which makes him 
even without looking at his uh, abilities, already pretty nice uh, against uh, groups of enemies, rather than the others which are more single-target focused. Right. So that's already a nice change. And mm. then he's got uh, his uh, cooldown skill, which has two charges by default, three uh, if uh, you get uh, constellations, which is mm. duplicates. Right. And uh, that's just a dash or even an air dash, which is nice for mobility and uh, cool to use and pretty powerful. Also, if you jump high enough, uh, which isn't hard for him, welcome back to that, uh, right. you can even use it to uh, essentially melee attack uh, the weak points like the uh, Ruin Guard's Eye. Alright. Which normally are only uh, shot by bow and arrow. Ooh, so we can okay. jump so real high. Jump man. Hey. Well, not by <laughs> default, but if you use his ultimate, he can. Because <laughs> okay. that makes him jump way higher, high enough to be able to do plunging attacks. And every single one of his attacks is enhanced. His basic attack become uh, wind elemental. No matter if you have any other effect that imbues him, it's wind. Uh, mm -hmm. They also get more range and more damage. Okay. Uh, his plunging attack also gets way more damage and more range and uh, is wind elemental as well, with this nice wind slash shockwave effect. Nice. Uh, and, uh, yeah, overall, he turns uh, pretty monstrous. Uh, but to compensate, he constantly loses life as long as the ultimate is active. Oh. And it only deactivates by switching characters. Oh, so... <laughs> so, yeah, so no, he's hardcore. Yeah, definitely. Wow. But, uh, honestly, this high-flying, high-speed... Very snappy uh, playstyles make me think like he is a very fun character. Yeah, Not you know, necessarily like... super top tier, but very fun to play. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, didn't pull for him though. I did pull on his banner, but not for him. Okay. The thing is that uh, his banner also had three pretty solid units. Uh, at uh, four star in Diona, mm -hmm. Chinyan, and Beidou. In particular, I wanted more Beidou's, so mm -hmm. I rolled like four times on his banner and got four Beidou's out of it. Oh, well, there you then go. Then I used the duplicate currency to purchase the one guaranteed Beidou that was in the shop, and so I went from C0 Beidou to C5 Beidou. That's very tanky from what I understand. Um, I mean, there is a tanky as aspect because she has this uh, counter on a 6 second cooldown, which is very cool and very fun to play with. Uh, but her main interest is that her ultimate is great as a support ability to enhance the attacks of somebody else, like say, Clay, to make her explosions make explosions on top of explosions. Explosions on top of explosions? Yes, because uh, his basic attack is bombs, which explode. Okay. And 
their fire element are and the interaction between fire element and thunder element is explosions. I like it. I can get behind that, definitely. I mean, the more yeah. explosions and fiery lightning stuff, um, I like. Exactly. So, yeah, Beidou, pretty cool character as well. So, I really hope we'll get an event around her at some point. But for now, we just hear about nice. her. And uh, we spend a lot of time with Cheryl, on the other hand. Through a variety of events, some of them okay. we'll come back to a bit later in this section. Uh, but for now, the banner is already gone. Uh, so congrats to those who got Chao or who got who they wanted, which is not necessarily the headliner. Remember, four-star characters are still very good. Bennett is still one of the best units in the game. And he is on the next banner, which is the Keqing banner. That, yes. That's the sword girl who looks like Texas a little bit, right? Yes. Okay. And who is a cop? Who is a cop? Okay. Yep. That oh. makes me uh, like her a lot less now, to be perfectly honest with you. Yes. Uh, so, uh, she. this is our first banner, which has a, a five-star unit, but is in the general pool as well. Yeah, space bird. That's that, what I said. That is, Kitching is uh, happening right now. Uh -huh. Show undead. Anyway, nice. uh, so yes, uh, she is in the general pool, uh, and now she has a focus banner. Uh, so if you really like Kitching, you could get to it. Otherwise, I wouldn't recommend going after her, uh, if only because you might get her off banner at some point. Yeah. Which is not the case for most of the units. If I recall correctly, um, hmm. the vast majority of Genshin's new character banners are actually limited banners. Yes. Which will come back at some point. But for now, Whack. it's uh, limited. Uh, yeah, that's one of my and, bigger complaints about the game yes. and why I quit it after like one Agreed. of the reasons, many reasons why I quit it after like two weeks. Yeah. Mm, yes, yes. Perhaps I won't try it out ever then. Sometimes mm. I think about it, but yeah. perhaps I won't. Uh, fun fact, actually, I Ryan. I don't know. <laughs> you, in a weird way, were yeah. also partially responsible for me quitting that game. I was big into it when I went oh, to go see you in that? Vegas. And uh, okay. so I had to play it on mobile, because I wasn't playing it on uh, my PC anymore. Right. And the Which mobile controls being as garbage experience. as they were were one of the things that made me go like, I this is not fun for me at all. <laughs> I will, uh, I like taking credit for that. <laughs> I'm with it. I'll take credit for you quitting Genshin. Uh, but anyway, the other units on the banner, however, uh, two of them are really good, and one of them is Barbara. Okay. The two other are Bennett, which is one of the best units in the game at 4-star, and period, and the only 4-star I don't have. Oh. But I'm fine with that because he looks dumb. <laughs> I think uh, definitely the units look play play a part in how much I want them. If they look stupid, I don't care how good they are. I'm not getting them. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like I don't, I don't care that you can broken that broken uh, to uh, absurd amounts of attack. You look like Rex from Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and I hate you. <laughs> and the game does it as well. One of his idle animation is literally him getting a f- work thrown at his head. Oh, okay. Yeah, they hate him too then, huh? Speaking of throwing works, Ningguang is the other unit, and uh, also 4-star, and one of the best burst DPS in the game. Remind me, she's the earth caster with that, like, giant glass mirror thing, right? Exactly. Okay. And she looks cool on the other hand. Okay. But overall, very much a bit of a gamble of a banner where the 5-star is not necessarily the unit you want. And, since it's a focus, if you have, say, 60 pulls since you last 5-star, and you go for it and you pull Keqing, you've used your pity uh, that goes from one banner to the next, on a unit you could have gotten off-banner. Oh, wow. So, so you're going to pull for the 4-star, but you might get pitied on a... Garbage five star. Well, not necessarily garbage. Well, not garbage. Well, that's no, not, she, she's, she's not actually good, pretty cool and pretty fun. Probably one of the most fun uh, and uh, high action units along with Shao. Right. But you can get her from a regular. But you banner. can get her off banner. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 So don't. Yeah. Uh, and in the. Other banners we've also got, uh, there were some weapons banner. Mm. One of them uh, had uh, a new spear, which is the one on Shao's artwork, and it's there because it's very good for Shao, even though it's a generic spear that you can get as a four star, mm. as a five star of banner or, or some such, mm-hmm. uh, which is a primordial jade winged spear. Which is a mouthful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, it's one with high crit and that powers up after you do a certain amount of auto attack. So it's pretty cool. Huh. I like that. And, and then you also have the primordial jade cutter, which is a sword which boosts HP and adds a little bit of HP scaling to your attacks. So you just call it which pr- is Prime Spear and Prime Cutter. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's alright in itself, but there's no, not really any unit that takes advantage of that. The only one uh, of the top of my head with any sort of HP scaling already in his kit is Bennett. And he doesn't need that to already be pretty busted. Aw, yeah. On the other hand, though, that kind of ability would be great on a spear because of uh, Zhongli and because of a unit that's coming up uh, probably pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what's happening in a weapon banner that will start in a couple of days. Okay. We'll have the Staff of Homa, uh, which is uh, this effect, so HP bonus and added HP scaling and added damage when at low HP uh, on a spear. So 
Zhongli will love it. Yeah, I was about to say, but uh, yeah, because Zhongli's yeah. skills all scale off of his HP for some reason, if I remember right. Exactly. So he's get he's going to get scaling on top of scaling, and you know what else uh, works very well with uh, the bonus you have while being on low HP? Hmm. Shields, like Zhongli's shield, the best in the game. There nice. you go. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, this uh, let's say let's say leads people to suspect. To not say that some of the details were leaked, but the next unit that's going to come <laughs> up, Hu Tao, uh, will also have be a fire elemental spear user with some HP sacrifice abilities and some HP scaling on some of her attacks. So go HP. Yeah, go HP, which is good because most units don't use HP. So right. that means that if you roll for artifacts with heavy HP involvement, they're not garbage anymore. Right. Okay. And then it's kind of I kind of I kind of like different scaled units like that that can do damage because then you know you have your like top tier attack uh, weapons and then you can you put all those on one homie and then you got your HP scaling that you put on another homie unit. Exactly. And Zhongli sure is my homie. <laughs> yes. Even though he tends to create murder people that go mad. Ah, uh, you know, that's just a, you know, we can look past that. Yeah, we yes. Can. Slide that one along, I think. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh then outside of the banner, we had the Lantern Fas- Festival. That's big event number 3. And uh, this one is a seasonal event that should return every year. Uh, it's uh, pretty nice visually because uh, as long uh, during the celebration and a bit of that, uh, the skies around Liyue are filled with these lanterns uh, floating gently in the sky. Nice. And uh, it's got this uh, festive mood, and of course, being the side quest hog you are, you help with the festivities in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding about the side quest, by the way. Over the course of the event, they unlock progressively, there's like 23 side quests. 23? Uh, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's a lot. But each of them rewards a little bit of primogen, so that's okay. Okay. Are they? Do they take a long time to complete? Mm, not that much. Especially if you only half pay attention, you can get any of them done in like five minutes. Oh, okay. Not terrible. Yeah. And it helps build up this festival and how everyone is handling it. My only complaint is that while we do see a lot of uh, the various uh, basic NPC from Liyue, we basically don't see any uh, playable characters uh, besides uh, Xiao. Mm. We, where the side quest for him is basically to convince him to take part of the festivities already, even though he's so grumpy all the time because all of all the karmic murder death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's just random people in there, or...? Uh, just uh, some characters created just for the event, and some that were hmm. like 
inconsequential NPCs in the way, like there's a poet and a painter that start a rivalry, uh, rivalry but uh, mm-hmm. then find common ground uh, in making riddles for kids. Okay. And uh, you go on the other areas of Liyue, you run around uh, a fair bit. Hmm. Which is pretty nice as well, because exploration is just a nice part of the game, and some of the side quests uh, are essentially replanting some of the tiny uh, puzzles uh, that were in the wild. Mm-hmm. If only as a reminder of the exploration phase of the game, which is the best part of the game. Nice. Then we have the main way to get the rewards from the event. Uh, the Like the items, uh, the banners, and the select a four-star unit, which we'll come back to later. Uh, so, Theater Mechanicus is a minigame that only lasts during the event, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a tower defense game in the game. Tower defense game in a game. Yep. You go in a randomly selected uh, arena with a certain path. You have 3 to 10 waves depending on your difficulty level. Uh, you plant turrets. Uh, you only have a certain amount of turrets. So you can plant on some nodes. And then uh, monsters come through in waves. You get to take elemental interactions into account, especially given that your characters still can do stuff. They cannot do that damage, but if, say, you throw clear bombs on top of enemies, and then there's electric turrets behind, they're going to explode. More explosions. We like those. (laughs) And uh, this also makes uh, one character very OP for this event, which is Jin. Because Jin's specialty is throw his enemy overboard into the void, which is not technically doing damage to them, so it's okay. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, I mean, cool. Uh, that's why they are on some early level a towerless threat for the tower defense. Oh dear. Uh, but for the later stages where the enemies get too big to get thrown overboard. Uh, uh, you want to play some towers and you want to level towers. It's pretty challenging if you go through them at first, but eventually, if you just persist, you get currency uh, from uh, uh, from doing the clears uh, of the event uh, of the theater mechanicus to upgrade your towers, and eventually you can essentially power creep them. Uh, so that means it's fine for both casuals and more invested people. Right on. Also, it's free to one however much you want, so that's nice too. And uh, you get the rewards essentially from achievements. The rewards which translate to actual in-game things like talent materials, crown and such. Legit. And indeed, one of them is uh, a character. Just here's ten thousand of the currency, uh, one thousand of the currency you get pretty easily. 
uh, and uh, just pick any four star character for Liyue and there you go, it's yours. Oh. Selecting characters is always a good thing and getting characters for free is always a good thing. So yes, both of them together. Yeah. Excellent. Can't go wrong. Exactly. And there's some pretty good characters in this selection as a result. Like Shenyan is pretty fun as a physical attacker in particular. Mm. Uh, Ningguang is good as a burst DPS. Xing uh, Chu is a, one of the best offensive support in the game. Uh, and the others are there too. The <laughs> others are there too. <laughs> I mean, actually, he, that he says that's kind of the mean. thing with Genshin. There's a lot of characters in the game now, and they all play yeah. differently. It's kind of an action game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes yeah. I'll I'll talk about this in a bit. Yeah, but they all have a bit of their own playstyle. Oh yeah, there's Beidou as well, of course, which I've already talked about, and I like her as a support. And she also works in Overworlds, Kaina. There's Shongyon, who uh, isn't the most sought after right now, but if you need a Cryo imbue, he's probably your best option. And the last one would be uh, Shanling, though you should already have one. But if you already have the units, you can get uh, the constellations, and that's nice too. Nice. So yeah, getting more units, good. Uh, and to play in the fact that you're probably going to yeah, have characters for, from Liyue, uh, one thing I didn't mention is that there's going to be two other weapons added in along with uh, the uh, Staff of Roma which will bring an interesting synergy, which is that uh, it's going to be a spear and a greatsword, okay. and they uh, have uh, attack as their base as secondary stat, but also they get increased attack and crit rate depending on how many characters from Leeway you have in your party, which can reach pretty high level if you have a full Leeway team and some refine. So pretty good options and at four stars, so more accessible. Ah. So I also like that they've they're adding uh, some other considerations to team building, like sure diesel mental interaction or synergies are nice, but what about an all-Liwa team? An all an all what team? An all I know Liyue team, Liyue being the location, city uh, yeah. some of those characters are from, yes. Uh, also, they've added a new boss in the game. New boss! We like those. Yeah. yeah. The Primal Geo Bishop. He's a big old chunk of HP and he hits like a truck. Uh, and for now, he brings in... Uh, Talent materials uh, or level up materials for Shao and only him. But I imagine there's going to be other characters added in the game. Uh, to be clear, it's a boss on the level of uh, the uh, cubes and the uh, wedges fine. Uh, it's not uh, a boss like uh, uh, Tartaglia and uh, the Valin and the Wolf. 
Okay, I was actually about to ask if it was in that same category of, um... No, it's one you can clear however much you want as long as you have 40 energy to get the rewards from. Okay. Uh, but along with this addition, they've also did something interesting in that they've added them to uh, Spiral Abyss as well, with oh, Elemental Infusions. And they've added two of them at the same time, and they're very good at comboing someone from 100% health to zero if you're not paying attention. Nice. So that's pretty fun too. Yeah. Especially given that... Uh, Unlike the world bosses, uh, which scale with your world level, uh, this one in the Spiral Abyss are just level 100. So, fun times for those that are looking for a way to uh, uh, make use of the newest and shiny units and toys, uh, there's still more options to that. They keep updating the Spiral Abyss, they keep keeping it fresh since it's the most... Uh, high-end, uh, high-performance content around, it's good that they're giving it continued attention. Is it also clean? Yes. So it is so fresh and so clean. <laughs> nice <laughs> I'll see myself out. reference. Yeah, yes. okay. <laughs> also, one of my wish has been granted. Okay. okay. I've wanted the trailer music from the amazing character trailers for a while now, and they've released it in an album on YouTube. Awesome! And uh, Spotify and other places. It's called The Stellar Moment, and it has a, a variety of themes for characters like Venti, Xinyan, and indeed the theme from Zhongli's trailer, which has been, as a reminder, so well-liked that people before the album came out, recreated it manually just to have it. Boss. So, very happy about that. It's 24 minutes. There's still some that are pretty forgettable in the <laughs> middle, but most of the tracks are really solid. Cool. Also, uh, in other smaller news, uh, they've announced recently uh, there's going to be a collaboration, but that is China only. And it's with KFC. Oh. Hello, Nice. Sounds familiar? Uh, it does. That does sound familiar. Okay. Yep. K- KFC? you talking about... you talking about chicken? We are talking about chicken. They got- we sure are talking about chicken, um, and so you can have a big bucket of KFC wings with Diluc on them. But, yeah. uh, are there characters Arknights in KFC? Get- Arknights in China uh, no. also got a uh, also got a KFC event and a bunch of costumes that we did not get on our side in Global, because KFC yeah. doesn't have the same power here, weirdly. I have so many questions about this entire nonsense process, but whatever. Yeah, and we haven't confirmed it's going to uh, be very global as well or not, uh, given that uh, there's not a global version and a China version, but just a version of the game. Maybe it will be in the code, and there's going to be a black market of KFC bucket codes for that. I don't know. Wow. 
uh, all, all I know is that the reward makes sense. It's purely cosmetic, of course. Of course. And it's wings. <coughs> Please. You eat chicken, you get chicken wings. Oh, uh, but they should be. With they should be like drumstick wings. That would be legit. Yes, they should. Instead, they're just red and white. What a missed opportunity. But, uh, yeah, no. Eat wings, get wings. I'm okay with that in principle. Yeah, I guess. That's kind of cool, but. <laughs> Let me fly around with some damn fried drumsticks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, Diddy could be the kind of guy who thinks he's so hardcore because he's eating chicken wings that are spicy. Spicy. Spicy wings. Oh, and lastly, uh, I've spent money in the game back again, just the... Uh, five bucks a uh, monthly thing because they've added PayPal, so now I can pay easily and without uh, tax on top of oh, it. All right. So yay for that. PayPal. Convenient. Yeah. And given that I've played a couple of months uh, without the monthly uh, addition of Rumor Gems and the likes, and didn't feel stifled, I still pulled on banners and likes. Uh, I'm comfortable with doing that. Sounds good to me. Yep, and that's pretty much all of the Genshin Impact news for the evening. I believe oh, you, uh, Ryan, got back into Pokemon Masters EX. So, how is it? Yes, yes, so I have a very, very long segment on Pokemon Masters EX. You know, I, I played Can't the wait. game. It was, uh, at first, very boring. Very boring. Everybody knows it. Most boring game ever. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. That's how it was at yeah, first. So bad. So how did it improve? Yeah, so they improved it, right, a lot. And so they called it Pokemon Masters again, but EX at the end. And usually when you have an EX, yes, it, exactly. it means a lot. So I tried it out. Yeah, especially when you write it in a hashtag without proper capitalization. <laughs> and it sounds very ambiguous. Yes, yes. So I played it, uh, gave it a chance, and... My um, unbiased analysis is that it's still garbage. <laughs> Moving on to the main topic. On to the main topic. Life after gotcha. Since none of us are really playing much gotcha anymore, I think uh, basically we went through uh, each of our segments was just the one gotcha we're all playing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically we're all mono gotcha. Yeah, I didn't really notice that anymore. Um, on my end, you know, I mean, I was in, in a lot of communities of FFBE for a while, and, and I love the communities. It's great, but the game itself started to get boring. Um, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm in some War of the Vision groups, talk about on Discord a little bit, but overall, I'm just really out of this community, period. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat i do play arknight still and i'm on the arknight subreddit but i don't really engage to any significant degree with the community not like i did with ffb that's for sure right um i have my own little insulated tiny community on my discord as well but that's about yeah. it like it's, and that's the main thing uh, i'm going for as well the this very podcast that's my main outlet for talking about catchers and otherwise, uh, there's uh, other stuff that I enjoy as well. Yeah. Um, and that kind of leaves me be in clear, a weird sort of I, place when it comes to... One, two, three, go. 
<laughs> I'm just playing. Okay. Uh, to be clear on my end, don't even begrudge the games that I've played. Uh, it's just that right now, uh, playing them through Nux was a pain. Uh, updated so my phone so I don't have to play through Nux is kind of a pain as well. So I just go for things that are more convenient, like Genshin Impact's PC client. And uh, I just enjoy other video games as well. And I appreciate the fact that most of them don't have this daily pace because keeping it with one game is a thing. Keeping it with three is a good way to just eventually keep stop keeping up with Yeah, them. it's a lot. Definitely. Yeah, because of it's the nature lot. of them, with having like weekly events in it, and you kind of get that like FOMO, right? Like you don't want to miss out, so you gotta really just dedicate time. You you really don't have sometimes to playing it. Uh, whereas you know you get your nice console games, and uh, you buy the game is the game, man. I mean, my console games can take me a year to beat sometimes. But hey, I, I didn't miss nothing. Yeah. And um, like there are some daily events, for instance, in Neo 2, which I'm playing these days, where there's some uh, hard versions of stages that rotate every day, which add a bit of a daily progression nature mm. to them, since you get some pretty good drop for those, if you want. But if you don't get them, you haven't missed out right. on them. And like right now, I don't know how reasonable my FFB team would be, for instance. Mm. And I think it's interesting as well that uh, while you are still fond of the people in the communities uh, related to those games, yeah. uh, joining them and being active in them I kind of take a back step when the game takes a back step as well. It does. It shows the synergy between the two. It does. And thankfully, I've been able to maintain my friendships and relations with people who I made through FFBE, like the two of you. Right. Indeed. Um, Real ones stick around. Darn right. You know it. Uh, I had... Um, it's also just... As the games take a back seat, and especially this show, I've been able to take a more critical look at the genre as a whole. And as an outsider, there are some conversations which get real wild. I was talking to someone else on another channel about uh, Genshin Impact, and I mentioned some of my problems with it, how I felt that the gotcha was largely unfair the way it was designed, at least at the time when I played it. I don't know if they've improved it at all. I found that the gotcha actually holds the game back, at least from my estimation, to a fairly significant degree. And I mentioned these complaints to someone who does play Genshin actively, and he came back with the weirdest response. Hmm. And just like, well, I mean, it's a gotcha game, and they never hid the fact that it's a gotcha game, so, I mean, you should just be okay with it. And I'm just <laughs> like, holy shit, dude, how brainwashed could you be? <laughs> like, I'm trying to discuss objective complaints about the game insofar as how I believe the um, the game design is actually impacted because it is largely a console-style game with gotcha impacted, elements. Impacted, hey! Impacted? It... Impacted. Oh, oh, crying out loud. I'm not doing that right now. Um... I... I I feel that it 
does affect the game negatively. And he's like, but it's a gotcha game, and this is how gotcha games work. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. that's a problem for me to to just be like, oh, so it's okay they have bad design because they're a gotcha game and they're supposed to? Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, he didn't even try to counteract the argument with, well, this is why I think the balance actually works. He just said, no, it's just a gotcha. They never hid the fact that it was a gotcha, so accept it. I'm just like, wait, wait, that that's not an argument. What are you doing? Yeah. And then I I'm have to think back. I'm playing that- with how the game is right now. I like it a lot. I And I do think that it would be, in many ways, a better single-player game than a gotcha game. Yeah, right. that was basically the core of my complaint about it, but again, the issue is... And- it's fine to like it as it is, but still to want something different or something yeah. better. Yeah. Or to talk about what ifs. Yeah. And 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 seeing this guy's mentality about about that, just in that one sentence, um, kinda reminded me of my FFBE days at my worst, when I was willing to forgive all sorts of things that I probably really shouldn't have just because I was that jacked into it. Right. And as someone who has largely stopped playing gotchas, and the one I play has been, frankly, deeply respectful of the player base, and very chill, and not very, like, head-pounding, um, I honestly find myself, uh, kind of almost anthropologically intrigued by gotcha culture from an outsider's perspective while still being aware of what the inside perspective feels like. Right. Yeah, I I do like the idea that this very podcast tries its best to bring this perspective to light because, again, I think the insular nature of a lot of the, the gotcha discussion contributes a lot to getting uh, standards and getting idea and ideals formed in isolation to other standards that might make what you're saying sounds absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's, it's like a cognitive dissonance. You know, you, for many people, you can't accept that the game you're playing is, is, is just bad when... You know, because there, there, a lot of what gets you in the gotchas is the, is, is the addiction factor for many times yeah. in the FOMO. Um, you know, there's some parts of, of the game that, you know, undeniably you shouldn't be, you should be able to admit are just bad, you know. But a lot of people don't want to admit the bad, so they just yeah. put a blind Be-people eye to anything. People don't enjoy being yeah. wrong. Yeah. 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 And... From, and so there's a lot of rationalizing that happens. Yeah, and from the perspective of someone who did realize how wrong he was and took an active step to stop, um, yeah, I I can see that a lot more clearly than I used to, which is kind of sad. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm kind of happy as a bit of a proof of independence of sorts that the game I'm not actively playing anymore, World Divisions and FFBE, I don't begrudge them, and I still think they're fine yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, no, that's... It's just, it's just a nice way to prove to yourself that uh, you... It's not just dependence or anything. Definitely. Because it's not always the case. And there's some good part about these video games 
but there's also some parts that are either disputable in general or specifically harmful to you, depending on however you yep. want. And it's important to stay mindful of them, of that. And sometimes taking a step back is the best way to realize that. I heard that. And sometimes you take a step back, step back, and things are yep. fine. Step back, you're good. You get back into it, and you're okay. And then just uh, or learn, yeah. learn from you know the mistakes it, that you make when you find the, these yeah. negatives. And if the game is worth it, it's worth coming back to. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. I believe yeah, that's a good conclusion I point. So. It has, I like it. It has been fun. It's not all doom and gloom for once. Yeah. It's been real. So, it's been a pleasure as always. Gail, Yes, thank you for having me thank back. Thank you for having uh, me back on. Hopefully we'll do it again uh, soon. Hopefully. And thanks yeah, thanks to, to everybody for listening. As a last note regarding uh, the pace of the podcast, it has been a bit rocky during the transition and a little bit of trouble assembling a team. We're hoping to smooth things out and ideally uh, have another episode in a couple of weeks. Ah, yeah. But for now, this one is in the bag. Thank you all very much for listening and look forward to more of the game we'll have to hate. See y'all soon. See you guys. That tagline stays. Yes. Good. <laughs>